Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Uh, nobody happy, I'm sure, about Sean Payton leaving the Barrett Salee, who has watched his uh, Atlanta Falcons fall to them too many times over the years. Probably won't won't be long now, buddy. We'll just be sitting there with the Carolina Panthers, all looking up at Tampa and uh, thinking about what could have been and how how nice it was back in the day when we were all relevant. That you know what, and and John Payton's final game, he beats the Falcons badly with Taysom Hill and Trevor Simeon at quarterback. Oh. So good for him. What's Atlanta going to do? <laughs> Pray. I mean, that's yeah. pretty much all we got at this point. Uh, draft uh, draft the quarterback and screw him up. Uh, that's <laughs> probably another option. So I've uh, see. Here's the thing: is is I have relegated myself to say like the curse for the state of Georgia sports is now going to be solely on the Falcons because the Hawks are actually playing well. We obviously know what happened uh, the rest of the uh, the season with the Braves and, and the Bulldogs. So uh, I think all of the Georgia sports curse is going to be focused on the Falcons from here on out. And I'm okay with it because then we can laugh about it. Hey, who won the World Series, Barrett? I can't remember. The Braves did. The Atlanta oh. Braves won the World Series. I don't know if you heard yeah. I appreciate you keeping that alive on Twitter, by the way. Just about uh, once a week, Barrett at least will say, "Oh, by the way, still, still World Series champions." That's nice. Have you, Jorge Soler's home run like is worth posting at least on a weekly basis. I should have gotten more mileage out of the Cubs World Series. I guess as a, the moron that I am, I thought they might get another one at some point. I was wrong. <laughs> that was dumb on my part. I should have, I should have ridden that one a little bit harder, probably, but that's okay. Yeah, I mean, I, honestly, that's on you because you probably should have realized that. I mean, that's just yeah. that's just bad, bad fandom. Oh, I'm in a bad. I have a personal curse going. I, I do a uh, I host a, a podcast every week for gambling at Oaklawn, and my picks this year have been horrifically terrible. And as a fan, I have suffered greatly as well. So, you know, it's just been kind of a rough run. But you know what? 2022, I got a feeling is gonna is gonna get back on track somehow. Not with the Saints, clearly, but anyway, with the Cubs. <laughs> Or any of the other teams I like. Sorry, Wes. Go ahead. Uh, I was going to say there, there's going to be a baseball season. Are you sure about that? Well, no. That's true too. I've seen two uh, mock drafts here in the last week that had Traylon Burks going to the Atlanta Falcons. What do you think about Arkansas's wide receiver going there? I, I'd take it. If you put Traylon Burks with Kyle Pitts, I, Calvin Ridley wrote, wrote him off a long time ago. Uh, yeah, I'm in. Mm. I like Traylon Burks, and and I think with what Kyle Pitts did this year. Um, you know, Matt Ryan's obviously on, on his way out. I don't think it'll happen this year, but uh, I think having that kind of foundation, Pitts and Traylon Burks, for for several years, I'm in. Let's do it. You had a tweet maybe about a week, week and a half ago, and I read it on the air because, you know, all, everyone here assumes you hate Arkansas. But you I basically – Yes, we know that. But in your tweet, you said that when asked of a couple teams that could – possibly challenge Alabama you mentioned Ole Miss and uh, Arkansas because you believe in what Pittman's doing well yeah I mean uh look Ole Miss is we, we know what Ole Miss is I with Lane I don't care who plays quarterback they'll be fine um you know and, and I was asked on a couple radio shows who's the who are the two teams in the west that are the biggest threat and you know I, I think this particular year I, I think LSU's still got some work to do uh the culture obviously is going to need a change and I think that takes more than, than one off season. And the A&M deal, like, look, I, I know they're recruiting at a high level. They might have the best class in, in, in college football recruiting history. 
uh, once everything's said and done uh, a week from now. But, I mean, it, they're still young, and they still are very unproven at quarterback. And I like Devin A. Chain, but I, as a, as a, they, they pride themselves on pounding the rock. They don't have a bruiser right now, an established one anyway. So I just think when you look at Arkansas this year, they've got a diverse rushing attack with K.J. Jefferson mixed in, who is almost impossible to replicate. And they can still sling it around. And defensively, I think they get, you know, getting buffer pullback is huge. And, and they were better down the stretch. So I just think right now, I mean, I, I, the idea that Texas A&M is going to jump up this year and, and be that massive threat, yeah, they beat Alabama last year. They lost four games, right? So uh, the consistency is still a problem. Um, I don't necessarily think consistency is going to be as much of a problem for Arkansas. They're not going to have the upside that a team like A&M or a team like LSU has. But uh, this year, specifically, I think that, yeah, they can be a threat to, to Alabama along with Ole Miss. Arkansas had some success, and Coach Pittman in the portal. How much in the latest being the uh, defensive back from uh, Georgia who started uh, 11 games? They got a linebacker from Alabama who started, what, five games for them this season? Mm-hmm. How much do you think these guys can help? And don't forget about uh, Hasselwood from OU. The, how much do you think these guys can help Arkansas next year? I, I think they can. I, I really, really like Hazelwood. I, I've always liked him. He played high school ball around me, so I, you know, uh, recency bias or at least proximity bias. I did get to see him as a high schooler, so um, you know, I, I, I was always curious as to why he never made more of an impact at Oklahoma. But uh, you know, defensively, you're beefing them, up, beefing that defense up, and, and obviously, um, you know, I think depth is the biggest issue uh, at Arkansas. You have to have that kind of depth if you're going to compete in the SEC West. And, and that's what this is all about. It's all, and it's all about creating a culture of competition, too. You know, Sam Pittman has been around the block. He's been at programs that have been successful, including Georgia. And he understands that the, the best thing you can possibly do is have players fighting for their jobs, you know, 24-7, 365. And, um, you know, I think the, the offseason is, is the way that you build that culture. And, and having all of these guys coming in who have had successful, um, you know, careers uh, in some in some regards anyway. Um, you know, I think that that increases that culture competition. But I, I I'm I'm higher on Hazelwood than, than anybody else. I really love that kid. I think if you put him in that offense, if if he can live up to his potential, he can be a superstar. Talking to Barrett Salee on the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline from CBSSports.com. Uh, I want to shift back to the NFL quickly. It's not really Arkansas-related. It's something that's a little confounding for us. We've got uh, a guy that comes on, the pigskin preacher, who likes to give you a hard time. He is a Michigan man, and he hates everything Ohio. And yet he finds himself rooting for Joe Burrow, even with his Ohio connections and roots. We hate everything LSU and Arkansas, and yet we find ourselves rooting for Joe Burrow. Is it the hair? Uh Is it the recovery from injury? Is it the the moxie? What is it about Joe Burrow that finds – I think the average American, the everyman, if you will, even those who typically hate his connections, to rooting for him. I do too. I you know, not, now I saw LSU seven times that year when they won the national championship. So I got to know Joe a little bit, but Joe, I think it's the fact that he has. It, you, he comes off as arrogant, but when you actually see him, it's confidence and it's justified confidence, right? Like he knows he's that good. And, and and he acts that way, and that's okay because he he's not he's not 
he doesn't approach life in a way where he's not where he tries to be somebody he isn't. He's extremely confident. He backs it up, but he's also extremely personable and likable. Um, and, and so I think it's almost like he's the superstar. He, he's got the full package of what everybody wants to see from their superstar. He's not fake, and I think that's the most important thing. And and I I, I don't know. And then on the on the field, you know, he just he's. He's a proven leader. He gets people rallying behind him. Um, so I, I don't know. I, it, I think that it, it's just one of those things where he just is is genuine, and I think people respond to that. No matter you know, no matter who it is, if, if you're going to be yourself, then then I think a lot of people can be attracted to you. And and for Joe, it's about confidence on the field, but it's also about being honest uh, off the field and and being personable. And he, he's got all of that. We've debated a lot this week about the overtime. I know it's something you uh, weighed in on on social media. What's the way to fix it? We all agree there should be some opportunity probably for the other team to get the ball, even if the team that wins the toss gets a touchdown. What, what do you think should happen? My, my uh, stance on overtime has always been do the college rules, move it back to the 50 to start, um, and, and get from, I'm saying college rules before all these tweaks were made. Um, you know, if you have to put the two to, the, the two point conversion thing in after two uh, two overtimes, fine. Uh, but start at the fifty yard line and go from there. Um, I I don't I hate the NFL rule. Um, you, there's no reason why Josh Allen shouldn't have had a, a chance to to match what Patrick Mahomes did um, on Saturday night. Uh, so I just can't stand the NFL rule. I, I saw the graphic, the coin toss in overtime for overtime games, like. Eight of the last nine have been won by the team that wins the point toss, which is just stupid. Um, so I would say college rules start at the fifty. That way, you have to work to get in the field goal range. Um, you know, and if you want to do two point conversions starting with the third overtime, the way it used to be in college, that's fine. I think it should be universal. I have no problem. Uh, I'm not, I don't normally ask you about basketball, but we got the Big Twelve SEC Challenge this weekend, and that's our question of the day: How many games will the SEC win this weekend? I think we've all got our concerns about the majority of these matchups. I have enjoyed watching you troll Kentucky basketball um, after they lost to Auburn. It really seemed to hurt Cal's feelings that Auburn derived some kind of joy out of beating Kentucky in basketball this last weekend. <laughs> it is, I mean, it is unreal. And it's not just the fans. Like, Kentucky beat writers having a really hard time getting over that. Like, they really are. And, uh, you know, Auburn's the most successful program in the SEC over the last five years, like, which is... I'm not sitting well, and with Kentucky it's a basketball school. Look, yeah, it, well, it is. And that's the thing is, it is because uh, it ain't a football <laughs> school these days. We know that, um, you know. So yeah, I mean, it, I think it's it's really awesome to watch the SEC really as a whole because I'm old enough to remember five years ago when like the SEC got three teams in the tournament and it was viewed as a, a laughing stock, and it's mm-hmm. you know the investment into uh, well the SEC network investment really has. You know, started with football, and then the money has trickled down to basketball and now to other sports as well. And as a result, we've seen um, you know basketball step up and, and teams like Auburn and you know Arkansas Times and you know other schools. Alabama's been good, so um, you know it's it's really I think up the ante in, in basketball, and it's fun to see uh, you know games like that. Regular season games matter like that because that was a fun to watch on Saturday. Yeah, that was a ton of fun. I think both teams are really good. So. I think they'll both be heard from again. Obviously, Auburn for sure, and I think Kentucky will get it together too, even though Cal's feelings are still hurt. Maybe that'll help him. Who knows? 
Uh, Barrett, thank you, my friend. Take care. See you, boys. Later. All right, Barrett Salim, CBSSports.com.